Today, let's talk about NFTs. Jillian, what is NFT? Can you describe that to me? Oh, that sounds like an interview question. So, what is it about? Are people really spending hundreds thousand dollars on pictures you can freely download onto your computer? How blockchain technology helps solve online piracy? Imagine when we have reproductions of famous paintings. It just doesn't feel the same as looking at originals in museums. That is because reproductions don't have the same provenance. The technology word uses a different word to describe provenance. That word is non-fungible. Fungible means that something is mutually interchangeable. A dollar bill is a great example. If you and I have dollar bills and we decide to trade them, nothing really happens. Both bills have the same spending power. No one who accepts dollars for things they sell cares which bill they receive. The Mona Lisa painting, for example, sits at the other end of the spectrum. It's extremely non-fungible. It's impossible to copy another Mona Lisa. The problem with digital assets until recently was that establishing ownership and provenance was really tricky because they're so easy to copy. Digital assets are hard to control, making them highly fungible. Blockchain changed that. Which brings us to our first definition of NFTs. A non-fungible token is a record of ownership of digital assets held on a decentralized database that's very, very hard to falsify. That's it. That's it. That's the theory.、Um, but I have another question, Jillian. What about reality? How do NFTs work in the real world? Well. Here's another way of defining NFTs. They are unique digital collectibles secured by the blockchain. So, what we are really looking at here is the psychology behind collecting. From stamps to sneakers, Pokemon cards to mid-century chairs, people collect all kinds of things in all kinds of formats. Different factors drive people to collect. Some see collections as investments. Others have FOMO, the fear of missing out. But the core of all collecting is scarcity. Scarcity, yes. The rarer a desired good is, the more valuable it becomes. Just ask the collector who paid nine hundred thousand dollars, for example, for an ultra-rare Pokemon card. A vintage Pikachu card produced back in 1998. It's documented ownership of the real thing that's valuable. So, to come back to the beginning question, why would anyone pay good money for an NFT, even though you can download digital art with a click of your mouse? Because people want to own scarce resources. Because people want to own scarce collectibles. 
and blockchain technology provides a guarantee of ownership that's as solid as any contract drawn up by analog auction houses. NFTs, in other words, bring collecting online. But the desire to own NFTs is rooted in a much older pre-digital human instinct, the desire to hoard rare, status-seeking goods. NFTs are also changing the way digital work is founded. Selling tokens of ownership for essays, newsletters, or even tweets allows creators to monetize the work without putting it behind a paywall. Well, does that mean I can make my episode, my podcast episodes into NFTs as well? Well, probably in the future, but at the moment, I don't really want to charge anyone. <laughs> Another emerging trend is to combine NFTs with social tokens that give buyers special privileges. For example, when you buy a bored ape, you get access to a members-only community, just like Soho House, but online. Other brands' NFTs provide access to exclusive events or ex- exclusive merchandise no one else can buy. Add all that together, and it's easy to see why the NFT market is booming right now. Okay, that's the episode for today. I hope you really enjoy it, and see you next week. Bye.